0: The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill and he is Ewan Cameron. How are you doing?
1: Why have I got Gordon Duncan's
0: muff? Um, I don't know why you've got Gordon Duncan's muff. This is a sort of hangover from Covid. So basically during Covid we're all given our own... Headphones yes. With our names on them Mine says Dan though <laughs> um, And I'm not Dan That's the producer When I'm on with Gary And We all got given our own Mic muffs as well And
1: mine says 102 Mines is Gordon Duncan 102 Yeah So there you are So um, now we don't care Yeah exactly <laughs> And here we are Ready for the uh, the Big Scottish Football Podcast um, um, I've had the last 36-40 hours To prepare for this Yes Bring it on Stephen Mill A lot of stuff Happening over the weekend We'll
0: get to it all Plus we'll be going Through your shouts For Scottish Football We're a board game You can find us On Twitter At Big football Scott. We're on Instagram And Facebook as well Just search for The Big Scottish Football Podcast And make sure you subscribe to the big scottish football podcast Whatever you listen to the show thank you very much in advance please give us five stars that's amazing right let's get stuck in where would you like to start you and cameron we've got a choice this week don't we where do you want to start it's up to you is it up to me it's up to you where, where do you want to start
1: <sighs> should we just start in the order of how things began
0: chronologically
1: yes so what came first the chicken or the egg
0: it was, uh, I don't know. But were we
1: monkeys before we were humans?
0: Well, yes, I think there's scientific... Facts. fact to back that up, to be honest, you. So we are part the theory of... Theory of evolution. I know it's a theory, but it's probably
1: steeped in science. So the theory of evolution is that we descended from monkeys. Yeah. So if we're going to start right at the beginning... Well, I
0: think even before that, we were probably single-celled organisms way back at the start, to be honest with you. Then we turned into fish. And then suddenly crawled out into frogs. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: And then became monkey frog things. (laughs) And then became monkeys, monkey frog fish. And then became Uh humans, yeah. There's actually a very good South Park episode that explains that. Mr Garrison explains it very well. So then, yeah.
1: Did you watch Prometheus by any chance? Because it sounds like you watched that movie. I've never seen that film, no. Because at the start of Prometheus, there is a being from another world stands at the top of a waterfall Mm -hmm. and he releases something into the water okay and he also disintegrates himself and releases himself into the water and that may explain why you think we were fish to begin with because it was another being from another planet that came disintegrated into the water they became fish the fish then, didn't they like being in the water? So and they just, sort of grew
0: legs and that. Grew
1: legs and that. Then they crawled out of the water and they started running around. Yep. And then... But then how did the monkey come about? We'll never know the answer to that well, question. Well,
0: maybe, maybe because the fish had legs and they were out on land, they got cold because obviously they've only got scales. So <laughs> over time, evolution, they got hairy. So they were sort of hairy-legged fish. <laughs> and then... It wasn't a giant leap then to become a monkey. Got you.
1: And Um, then... then Became humans. Became humans. Okay. So So anyway... We started right at the beginning. So we started right at the beginning. And here we are in 2023. And it finished Celtic 3,
0: Rangers 2 on Saturday lunchtime. So uh, we watched it together, you and Cameron. Good game. It was a good game of football.
1: I enjoyed it. I mean, the quality was missing, but I thought it was 100 miles an hour. I thought it was end-to-end. I thought Rangers were the better team. I thought, apart from the Rangers' defence getting it wrong twice and more or less handing Celtic a couple of goals, um, I thought Rangers deserved to win it. Let's remind us,
0: everyone listening to this podcast, what you said last week about this football match.
1: Okay, I'm going to say something here and now. Rangers will beat Celtic at Parkhead on Saturday. Rangers are closer than some people think, and I think they proved that at Ibrox when they drew 2-2. Rangers deserve to win that game And I think they'll come out all guns blazing And I'm going to go for a 2-1 win For Rangers at Parkhead I think Rangers beat them in the semi-final as well Okay If it wasn't for Davis and Souter They win the game 2-1
0: Again, there's a famous phrase About your auntie
1: (laughs) (laughs) And your uncle
0: And your uncle (laughs) So at the end of the day it finished Celtic 3 Rangers 3. You got um, that one wrong. I you. I got no, that listen, one. listen, I'm 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 big enough to concede. I thought Rangers played pretty well. Obviously defensive mistakes played the part in it as well. We'll get to the Morello stuff uh, a little bit later on when we do WTF V A R. Um but in terms of the actual game. Can I ask you I a- I I think Celtic didn't play that well, but they're so much more clinical than what Rangers are. Kyogo is sharp as attack and he proved on Saturday. Why is the best striker in Scotland?
1: Are Rangers closer to Celtic? I don't think so. See, because, well, because, I,
0: because I don't think Celtic played that well and they still won.
1: And you said that about Celtic the last time they played Rangers in the League Cup, fi- it was the League Cup final. Rangers and were the better side over the 90 minutes. I know Celtic had their period in the first half. Celtic still won. And then uh, Ibrox, Rangers were the better team and should have won it in the Drake 2 2. Didn't win. But what I'm getting at here have Rangers closed the gap? And are Celtic not playing as well against Rangers because Rangers not allowing them to play as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, possibly. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair
1: assessment. And before anyone messages me or tweets me or DMs me about me being some secret Rangers fan, this is not about me supporting Rangers, backing Rangers. We all watched the game on Saturday. For me, over the 90 minutes, Rangers deserve to win. Doth protest too much. No, 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 because I keep getting the same tweets and DMs all the time about my affiliation to Rangers. There may be a reason for that, though, Rangers. But I think that no, Rangers. I just call you
0: Rangers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, think, I think over the 90 minutes, I thought Rangers were the better side. I thought they got into the faces of Celtic. They didn't let them relax and give them time on the ball. Again, I've got to say it, Callum McGregor. How there's no big clubs down south knocking on the door to get that boy don't, is unreal. I don't
0: think he wants to leave Celtic. But no, but why
1: asked. is there nobody knocking on the door? Because he, again, was just magnificent. That boy finds space when there's no space. He finds a pass 99% of the time. You can't stop him. He is unbelievable. So he had a really good game and I thought he kept Celtic ticking over. But I'll say it again, I thought Rangers were the better side in the 90 minutes. And yes, Celtic won. And it was a great game, but I think Rangers will beat them in the semi-final.
0: Three times Michael Bale has gone up against Celtic, and he's not beaten them yet. Good
1: point. You, you can't, you can't go, you you can't argue the stats.
0: Like nobody, I heard quite a lot of Rangers fans saying this. Yeah, we did play quite well on Saturday, blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, nobody remembers no. how well they played. They no. remember the result. No, but I think, three, three times Michael Bale has come up against Celtic. He's needed to win all three of
1: them, and he's he has won zero. Yeah. But I think the Rangers fans can see there's progress They're matching Celtic They're creating chances There's a lot of chat
0: about a big Rangers rebuild over the summer But looking at that team that started on Saturday You know, new goalkeeper probably McGregor's out of contract But out the back four Goldson's going to be there Well he just signed
1: a new deal last year
0: Tavernier's going to be there Barisic is going to be there Yeah in the midfield Cantwell's going to be there Raskin's going to be there
1: Jack will probably be there He'll sign a new deal
0: Exactly Up front Lund-
1: Lundstrom's Has he not got a couple of years Still to go? I think so uh, Kent is still th- Going through Contract negotiations I, I th- believe I think he might sign and stay Yeah
0: Yeah um, So Morelis you know, will go Morelis will go But you're talking about Seven or eight players that started on Saturday will probably be starting for Rangers next season there's not going to be a massive rebuild
1: apart from Fashion Sakala and Cholak who was coming off that bench to influence that game there wasn't really anyone there that's going to turn the game for you Sakala possibly ways pace Cholak for me is and no disrespect to Hibbs or Aberdeen but he is that level of a striker is Cholak He's, he's not a Rangers Celtic quality type player not a chance
0: Earlier on in the season You weren't saying that He looked pretty no, good no,
1: no, he was scoring goals yeah. But I don't think He's a particularly great striker um, Nah, not, I'm not having him So Rangers need a new striker They need a couple of strikers actually Because I think Morelis will go um, And you'd have probably Cholak As your third choice I don't think he's even your second choice If he can get a couple of decent players in Rumours were at the weekend That Rangers have apparently Inquired about Lauren Shanklin Yeah,
0: I did see some chat about that But then there was other Conflicting reports Saying yeah. that that hadn't happened as well Tillman as well uh, 5 million I but, thought he was good on Saturday So so again Going through the team McGregor will be away He's you, gone You'd imagine yeah. Tavernier, Suter Davis, Barisic All going to be there next season yes. Go, And you've got Goldson as well Who's in
1: Yilmaz Yo, who's still there Who could play at left back
0: Jack Probably going to be there If he signs a new contract Probably will Ra- Raskin, Cantwell Tillman, Kent That's nine of the team That started on Saturday yeah. Going to be there next season this sort of thing That there's going to be A massive rebuild at Rangers There's not going to be Because a lot of them They've signed recently Well
1: Canwell and Raskin Will be definite starters So will Goldson So will Davis So will Tavernier So you're probably Only looking at what Two or three Possible Players coming in To improve your 11
0: And do you think That's enough to Make up the gap To Celtic
1: I think they're already Closing the gap
0: I know but What I'm asking you well, is going to go in
1: and win the league Yes No Right. No I don't think what they've got Just now would win them The league next year they have to improve and improve greatly in regards to their starting 11 and also to bolster their squad. I think over 38 games, Celtic are a way better side and more prolific in front of goal. I mean, look at the amount of goals that Celtic have scored scored this year. And every time they go forward, you always feel that they're going to create a chance. 98 goals in yeah. the league. Yeah, and, and they're going to get to, well, well beyond 100.
0: From the Celtic point of view, just very quickly, um, another league title. Yeah. If someday they told you after two weeks of the season last year that Ange Postacoglu would have won the league last season and then gone on to retain it looking like very, very, very comfortably nah. one course for a treble would you believe them?
1: Nah I don't think it, anyone would have
0: I think there was a lot of people going Ange who? Yeah, including, including, including Celtic fans yeah. by the way and he has just completely revolutionised and, and you've got you've got to remember as well that mess that Celtic <laughs> were in that absolute mess the, that, that <laughs> Neil Lennon left they were in a complete
1: state. It's, it's night and day, and you have to applaud the guy, which is why that Ange Postacoglu will be on the list of many chairmen across world football in the summer. There will be a, a manager merry-go-round in the summer, and Ange Postacoglu, I'm telling you right now, will be in the top three of chairmen's list of taking over their club, whether it be in the Premier League, whether it be Spain, whether it be Italy. I think he's that good a manager. He is one of the best managers to come into Scotland since Brendan Rodgers. Gio was never that man. I think Stephen Gerrard has proved isn't the best manager, but he had good people around him, which was Michael Beale, which is why he's got the job now. For me, Ange Postacoglu has been the best manager in Scottish football since Rodgers. And then before that, Martin O'Neill, Walter Smith. he's up there. He's definitely up there. The guy has done a remarkable job in a short period of time and the way they play their football is a joy to watch.
0: So, he's on course for the treble. You think Rangers are going to beat them in the semi-final, though? I do. But at this stage, you can't really bet against them. No, you can't. Celtic have to go into that game as favourites.
1: But just, again, I, I say that Rangers win that game based on the last couple of performances and I thought they were unlucky on Saturday not to get a result. I think Rangers deserve to get something from the game. It's all about putting the ball in the back of the net. But over the 90 minutes, they should have at least come away with a point at worst.
0: So Celtic are going to win the treble. They're not. And Rangers are going to win the should have got a result
1: treble <laughs> on the last three matches.
0: Is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> so you think Celtic are winning the treble?
0: Aye, yes.
1: Do you put a bet on that? Uh,
0: yeah, I, if you want, yeah.
1: I don't know what the bet should be because I don't think it should be money. I think it should be something a bit more daring, a bit more risky. Okay. We'll think of something. All right, yeah. When's the semi-final for the uh, Scottish Cup? End of April. End of April. We'll, we'll come up with a, a bet, a more risky bet for next week's show.
0: Okay, dokie. Right. So
1: you're definitely going for Celtic?
0: I think Celtic will win the
1: treble, yes. Okay, I don't think they will. Okay, fair enough. Because okay. even if they get to the final, Falkirk will beat them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking! Very good. Very good. Joking. Very good.
0: Right, other big news from the
1: weekend. Let's remind ourselves what you and Cameron said about it last week. I'm going to say this. If Robbie Nielsen does not beat St Mirren at Tynecastle on Saturday, he has to be sacked. If you think it's bad now, wait until Saturday. We have to beat St Mirren. If we don't, Robbie Nielsen will no longer be the Hearts manager because the Hearts board, I think they'll have to take some sort of action because we're expected to finish third and we can't afford not to get
0: there. Don't say I'm not good
1: to you, Ewan, because
0: uh three under a bus earlier on, but I gave you credit there. You got it spot on.
1: I think that was an easy one. I think most observers who were watching what was going on at Time Hand, Hands
0: up, I thought they wouldn't sack him. I thought they would at least give him the derby or at least till the end of the season, given what he's done. Now, I know you're going to counter that in just a wee second, but I'm going to go first here. I think it's the wrong move getting rid of Robbie Nielsen, and I'll tell you why. They did it before, and it went Pete tong They brought in a whole host of people who just weren't up to scratch. Now, listen, yes, obviously, just now... Hearts are going through a very difficult period and we're going through a difficult period under Robbie Nielsen but what he's done getting them up from the Championship twice Scottish Cup Finals, third in the league getting into Europe as well putting some decent showings in in Europe as well I think he had enough credit in the bank at least to get to the summer to see if he could have gotten third place if he hadn't have got third place I think they would have been well within their rights to go, Naturally, Robbie you've taken us as far as you can I think now Hearts are in danger oh, Shut up Of Shut up Their season is going to implode shut up. I mean honestly Stephen Naismith is now in charge the end of the season A man who's never been a manager before Shut up and You watched
1: Dunfermline in League One Right?
0: I, and the reason I'm watching Dunfermline in League One Is that we sacked our manager Who wasn't doing well We also lost Stevie Crawford before that as well But we brought in John Hughes A man who you said by the way Was going to keep us up last <laughs> season
1: Sometimes you get it right, sometimes you get it wrong.
0: (laughs) Right. So, we sacked the manager, brought in John Hughes, who was an absolute disaster as well. Yes. Now, I'm not saying Don Ferman shouldn't have got rid of Peter Grant. That was obviously the right move. But in this case, Robbie Nielsen's got a track record of getting it right at heart. Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. He has got a track record. You can't argue against that. Stephen. I think You're that on the
1: outside looking in. I think... You're on the outside looking in. The Hearts I am, have I am, made a big, big mistake. I yeah. am in with the bricks. Hearts
0: will live to regret this.
1: No, they will not live to regret this. They won't a, be as
0: consistent as oh, they are just now under Robbie Nielsen.
1: We're worse off at this time of the season than we were last year. Mm-hmm. The football we're playing is shocking. I mean, it's poor. We look uninterested... We look like we don't know what we're doing. It looked like there's no game plan. There's no structure. We are all over the place. Now, you're saying that he's got credit in the bank because of what he has achieved in the past. You could say that about any football manager who's been successful. Why did Celtic sack Neil Lennon after he just won them the treble in nine in a row? Why did they sack him? Why? Because it was going Pete Tong. Despite having credit in the bank, it was an absolute mess on and off the park. So, so Neil, just, Lennon, so, just to clarify, Neil Lennon had enough credit in the bank, but they sacked him. Just to clarify. Jose Mourinho, after all he did for Chelsea, Abramovich sacked him. Jose Mourinho. I'm just saying. It, what, you're, Chelsea? No, Chelsea side but, managers but, but, every week. It does, forget what you've done. But it's that, what you're doing now. There are problems within the dressing room. There is a split. Stephen Kingsley... The night after Robbie Nielsen got sacked, did an interview with the Edinburgh Evening News and he hinted that there was a split in the dressing room, that there were problems and there were cliques, etc., 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 which was causing issues on and off the pitch. That comes from the top. So it wasn't just about how we were performing and that we'd lost five of our last six games and nothing to do with that. It was what had been going on behind the scenes and what had been going on for months at heart's we were on the slide. And if we didn't do something about it, Aberdeen were going to finish third. And by finishing third, they're going to be in the Europa Conference League. And by getting into Europa Conference League, that's a cheque of £3.5 million going to Aberdeen. We had to do something because we need to give ourselves a boost and a chance in the last remaining games to finish third ahead of Aberdeen.
0: So the way to do that, to give yourselves a boost... As you've just explained There's problems in the dressing room There's a split They're not getting on With the coaching staff So to give yourself a boost You've appointed the coaching staff Who are already there To get you to the end of the well, season
1: Well doesn't it Listen I don't I'm not Einstein But the two that have gone Could that be Could that be the problem?
0: Well I don't know Are they not a team? Stephen Naismith was on The backroom team Gordon
1: his assistant Was Lee McCulloch
0: but and who's For-
1: gone? Gordon Forrest who's was gone. A, they what? didn't ask McCulloch to stand by. Gordon to, Forrest was the first team coach. They didn't ask McCulloch to stand by. Stephen Nix-Math, They first didn't team ask coach. Lee McCulloch to stay on as interim manager. Did they? He may have said, I don't want the job. Let's go back to when Robbie Nielsen was sacked the
0: first time round after he got you promoted for the championship and he, I think it was... Third Again, in, the football was poor then and we wanted him out at that time. Third in the league and uh, I think his last game was beating Rangers at Tyne Castle. So after he left, Ian Castro came in. How did he do, Ian? What, uh, do you,
1: what do you want me to say? Well, how did he do? Well, I was... I, I,
0: just in comparison to Robbie Nielsen, was Ian Castro worse or better than Robbie Nielsen?
1: Ian Cathro was always going to be worse.
0: Okay, Craig Levine, was
1: he worse or better than Robbie Nielsen Craig Levine's, Levine was always going to be worse as well because he's Daniel he Stendhal Catherine.
0: Daniel Stendel was um, he I, I, better I,
1: or worse than Robbie Nielsen
0: worse but Stephen okay right Steven. right okay and then Robbie Nielsen comes back in takes you back up for the championship gets you, <laughs> gets you to two Scottish Cup finals so in a you row you stop
1: this you really and annoying then, me and now and then you sack him I need some bells or something I do need you some meditating <laughs> I just need to zen out for a second because you're f***ing <laughs> me off with <Well>, your s*** <laughs> You keep throwing at me. Oh, he won a championship here. He got you to a Scottish Cup. He got you to Scottish finished, Cup finals. He, you finished third. It's not about that, Stephen. What we is that about We were them? on the slide.
0: So you would prefer, just to clarify, you finish in sixth, and, but playing decent football and getting yeah, to the Stephen, Scottish Cup quarterfinals. Stephen,
1: Stephen, we were at one stage in the season, 17 points ahead of Aberdeen. 17 points. Ahead of Aberdeen, who have been a shambles all season. But they've won their last five games. It just proves how poor hearts have been that we've allowed Aberdeen back in. That's how far back we have fallen. They're a shambolic football club that were on the ropes, had sacked Jim Goodwin, had just been knocked out by a pub team in the Scottish Cup, yet we've allowed Aberdeen to get ahead of us. It's a joke. That needed to be dealt with. And I'm sorry, Robbie... You did great for us, but your time was up and the Hearts board did the right thing. They could see there was issues behind the scenes and also on the pitch as well. And when the two are not working in unison, you've got a massive problem on your hands and you need to make big calls. And that's what the board are there for. They've made the call. Will it work? I hope it does. And we'll find out on Saturday when we go Easter Road and play Hebs. How much blame did the players take on this? Oh, well, a huge, huge blame as well. But that's
0: not the point. Well, no, no, but I'm asking you. Like, but so that's, that's th- not the there's point. Robert Snodgrass getting sent off on Saturday. He's down tools over the last few weeks. He's been rotten. He's Barry, not been great. Barry McKay, rotten. Not been great. Also, I'll put it to you as well. He's been missing four really big players for a lot of the season as well.
1: Stephen, without those Gordon, four players, Halkett. It does right without those four players. Is irrelevant our squad is superb. We spent... Is, is it though? As, is it? As, as, is it? With the right manager in there, is it though? playing the players in the right positions with a proper game plan, we've got a very good squad with a striker who bangs in goals for fun, but yet we we're playing him as a number 10 with Janelli up top. What was that all about? Lauren Shanklin, one of the best strikers in Scottish football. And I'll also want to point out to you as well, we spent £350,000 on a German midfielder who's yet to be given a clear... Chance and opportunity, the much sought-after striker winger from Newcastle that loads of clubs were in for. We got him. Has to start game for a shit.
0: To be fair, every time he's come on, he's looked
1: absolutely. But hungry. again, but but then when we do start him, where do we start him? Central midfield against Rangers when they pumped us three going on twelve.
0: Now, is Robbie Nielsen is in charge of recruitment, or wasn't in charge of recruitment? It's at Joe Haas. Savage. So has he
1: got to go as well? Joe Savage has made some errors but I think that time will tell whether Joe Savage is right for that job because once we get a manager in Joe Savage
0: at the start of the season, season was saying they want to win the league over the next we, five we, years. We,
1: we, we don't know how good or bad these players are because hearts, it hasn't worked under Robbie Nielsen our
0: heart's going to win the league under Stephen Naismith next
1: he, year. he's not going to be the manager next year
0: who's going to be the manager next year
1: I'm hoping for Chris Wilder
0: who's at Watford
1: Yeah, but there's rumours that he might go because it looks like they're going to miss out in the top six. He's brought in to the end of the season to get him into top six. If he doesn't get a top six, Watford will get shot of him. Okay. So I would love, I would like, I would take him in a heartbeat. I'd also take um, uh, Nanglesman, who's just been slapped by Bayern Munich. Ah, Yeah,
0: so would I. Yeah, play him in my field. (laughs) Uh, Right. Just very quickly uh, (laughs) Because we we do need to move on Uh, Congrats St Mirren by the way It looks like they're going to finish in the top 6 for the first time What a
1: performance Uh, They were brilliant So
0: barring an absolutely collapse in the last two games Yes They're going to finish in the top 6 Curtis Main Gogic as well uh, Sorry O'Hara With the second goal And uh, yeah They're going to finish in the top 6 Stephen Robinson There's another one You fancy him? He's on the short list now. Steven's favourite. What I would say to you, Stephen Robinson, not known for playing attractive football not known for playing free-flowing attractive he football he won't get the job he, he's,
1: he, right. we're, we're going for bigger and better than Stephen Robinson that's no disrespect okay. to Robinson but that's his level OK,
0: right well, well done to Stephen Robinson and St Mirren looks like they're going to finish inside the top six let's move on Aberdeen 2 Kilmarnock 0 Duke scoring after 16 seconds on Saturday and then following up with the second a little bit later on as well um, and that means Aberdeen have won five games on the spin they're up to third on the table as well they are currently two points ahead of Hart are they going to finish above Hearts this season they've though?
1: got momentum they have put together a run of great results one of those results was against Hearts when they pumped us 3-0 they're in with a brilliant shout they need to come to Tyne Castle though at the split that could be a cup final
0: you never know how the split fixtures work out no no Sorry, they'll,
1: they'll, they will definitely be sending us to Petodre for three games when there's so much at stake ain't happening they'll definitely be coming to Tyne Castle if not there'll be war
0: okay well i look forward I'll look forward to war then <laughs> uh, Kilmarnock uh, losing again because obviously they were playing away for home and with Ross County winning and Dundee United winning that means the gap at the bottom between 10th and 12th is 3 points now, St Johnston lost to Ross County on Saturday. They're on 32 points. Does that suck them right back into it? Sam Davidson says, We're in a relegation
1: battle. Make no bones about it. It does suck them back into that playoff position. I don't think they'll finish 12th, but you never know. When the split comes, they've all got to play each other. Yeah. St Johnston could find themselves fighting that relegation playoff spot. What a result for Dundee United. 90th minute penalty. Is that the goal that turns their season around? And gets them out of trouble. First massive, one under Jim Goodwin. Massive result. And do you know what? I thought Hibbs were a bit unlucky in the game. I thought they deserved to get something Had some out of good it. chances, yeah. 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 yeah, they really
0: did. So Hibbs, as it stands, just about in the top six by a point ahead of Livingston. Motherwell are on 36 points. They've got two games left. One of them is at Parkhead, though. So it looks like they'll not be getting into the top six. Despite another cracking win on Saturday. 3 0 winners against Livingston. What's going on at Livy, by the way? It's
1: all falling to bits. Imploded, haven't they? There is issues at Livingston Is this from your sources again? No, 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 no What I mean is They were a team mm. that didn't concede goals Now they concede three in the first half all the time All the time Something again Is it because they know that they're safe and they're fine And that's they're, they're thinking of their summer holidays? Who knows But David Martindale won't be happy
0: No, he, he never is uh, So <laughs> 3-0 Finished And then obviously Are they missing Marvin Bartley? That's a good point actually because we'll get to Marvin Bartley in just a wee second because Queens are motoring along in League One but let's go uh, to the championship next let's start on Friday night big win for Partick Thistle Partick Thistle got a wee sniff of the league they're three points behind Dundee they've played a game more they've yeah, got momentum they do have momentum and what
1: a result for them at the weekend 4-0 against Queen's
0: Park Queen's Park are absolutely falling to bits three defeats in their last three and remember they played Dundee on the final game of the season it's a Stenhouse Muir so um, we'll see what happens it might be over by then but Dundee getting a point on Saturday against Arbroath uh, a big big crowd at Arbroath yeah. as well what was it over 5,000 Something over like
1: 5,000
0: um, so brilliant stuff love to see that big big away support got a point And that means that Dundee go top of the table on goal difference ahead of Queen's Park. What do you think? I think Dundee will go on and win the league. But let's be honest, it's not a vintage championship season. There they are, 54 points after 31 games. It's not going to be a great total. I mean, the maximum they can get... It's what, sixty-nine points to win the league? Not best. That's a very, very low total for winning I, the championship. I
1: so want Dundee to win. I don't want Queen's Park in the Premier League. Do you league. think Queen's Park and
0: have got a shout in the playoffs though? Queen's nah. Park Partick, Air. I mean, Inverness have got a game in hand. If they win that, they go two points behind Air United. Inverness, by the way, again won on Saturday, 2-0 against Wraith Rovers, and their third straight win, up to fifth, five points off air, as I mentioned, do have a game in hand. Uh, Wraith Rovers on the other hand. They're seven points. Ahead of relegation So let, like let,
1: that? Let, let's assume right That Dundee win the league And I personally want Dundee to win the league Nine points And I'd love Dundee United to stay in the Premier League So we can have the uh, Twelve points We can have the Tayside Derby yeah. I want the Tayside Derby in the Premier League It's a great fixture And I love everything that, that goes with it So come on Dundee And come on Dundee United under Jim Goodwin Get yourself safe
0: There was also a big game at the bottom of the table Wait on wait, Saturday. wait
1: wait wait wait, wait before The question I was going to ask oh, you hey, okay Whoever finishes in the playoff position, do any of the three that are in the playoffs in the championship beat the Premier League team over two legs? I don't think so. If Ross County are up against Ayr? Ross County. If they're up against Partick?
0: Ross County. I, I, th- I think the Premiership teams are just a wee bit stronger, to be honest with you.
1: So you, you don't think there's any Premiership team that finishes in a playoff position if Inver- could be beaten by a Championship club?
0: Here's something. If Inverness get to the playoff final and they get to the Scottish Cup final, they'll have the Cup final on the Saturday and the playoff final on the Monday.
1: No way. They'll have to <laughs> rearrange that. I know Sky have got the rights to the playoff games as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that- Can you
1: imagine it's Inverness and Ross County?
0: So Inverness have finally hit a wee bit of form. I mean, Billy Dodds was on a sugarly peg for was. a lot of the season, a lot of unhappy Inverness fans. But they've finally hit form. They've got a fully fit squad now as well. If they can sneak into the playoffs, that means that they have gone into it in good form. You know, I'd feel like, sorry for Air. Aire have had a really good season. Aye. I think a lot of people were thinking Air will struggle again. Yeah. They, they just stayed up out of the playoffs last season at the expense of them, Fairmont. I don't know. I think Inverness and Partick are the two form teams.
1: So we'll see what happens. The two thistles. Who's going to be the top th-
0: four? Dundee, Queen's Park, Partick Thistle, Inverness. I think Air will just miss out. Sorry, Air fan.
1: I agree with you.
0: Let's also speak about Morton um, because we have to on this podcast because there's a Morton fan that listens to the show. Yeah. Um, so 1 1 against Air United on Saturday. So Morton dropped to sixth they're six points behind the air they do have a game in hand against there so if they win it it's not outwith the realm of possibility that they get into the playoffs but their form hasn't been great under the game race of late what do you think Nah, I, as I say, I think if anyone's going to break into that top four, I would say Inverness, and I think they will, just on the fact that they're on a decent run. So there you are. At the bottom of the table, just very quickly, it was Hamilton won, Cove won. So it's as you were, obviously. So Hamilton on 29 points, Cove on 27. Paul Hartley is paying for the away supports travel to their next three away games. They actually got a point on Saturday, which is better than usual, because uh, they lost their previous seven games or whatever it is. But do you think Cove and Hamilton... Doomed? They're done. Our brother, Safe I mean uh, They're only three points Ahead of Hamilton though
1: But they again Have got momentum Unbeaten On their side seven or eight matches I watched Arbroath play Who was it Who did they beat 2-0 The other week there
0: They beat Air United on Air United
1: yeah. yeah They were very good That second goal Yeah What a goal that was It was one of the goals This season It was actual so Football they played they're Brilliant Cove
0: Bottom Hamilton
1: playoff Hamilton playoff And if Hamilton get in the playoffs I think they'll be alright I think they'll uh, be fine Against Falkirk Airdrie Oh, Prob- maybe no then <laughs> no, no, Do you know what, Hamilton, if they finish in a playoff position They could go down actually Because I think Falkirk okay. will um, will do a number on them
0: Well, not entirely sure about that Because on Saturday, Falkirk were 2-0 up against Dunfermline And then bottled it, absolutely bottled it Dunfermline um, got it back to 2-2 Well, should nothing the to play for should The have least go- done Should have gone in actually, in front at half-time Uh, Dunfermone they should have been 3-2 in front missed an absolute sitter just before the break it's been a season of missed chances for Falkirk it doesn't matter because Dunfermone are 11 points clear and can win the championship tonight if Dunfermone beat Peter Head and Falkirk don't beat Montrose away from home
1: so I, think we'll you th- I think you throw the game against Peterhead so that you can win it in front of your fans on Saturday Queen East of the End South Park. on
0: Saturday yeah. yes so I w- we'll see And saying that we could win and Falkirk could win and it would have to go to Saturday anyway yes. so yeah. Um, yeah we'll see what happens tonight I'm firm on at Peterhead and uh, Falkirk also on their travels they are taking on Montrose elsewhere in League 1 Queen of the South are on the march And they're up to fifth. They're only three points behind Aloe in that playoff spot. Marvin Bartley, the man with the magic touch.
1: Unbelievable. I actually messaged Marvin at the weekend there just to congratulate him because they are on some run and you could see them gate-crashing the playoffs.
0: they won their last four matches. So good. And, as I said, only three points behind Aloha who have lost their last two. Airdrie, though, are on a brilliant run. They beat Montrose 3-0 on Saturday and they're only two points behind Falkirk now. Aye. You know, Airdrie have won the last five, six matches Airdrie
1: and Falkirk are secure in the playoffs It's between Aloha and Queen of the South now As to who gets that fourth spot
0: I tell you what Airdrie are going to win the playoffs I'm calling it right now Nah,
1: Falkirk win it
0: The form team Falkirk haven't won in their last five Whereas Airdrie have won their last five The momentum is with Airdrie And it's also with Queen of the South as well So I wouldn't wouldn't be be surprised if Queen of the South Sneak into the playoffs
1: I think Queen of the South will sneak into the playoffs I'd like to know if they're actually going to be playing Aloe at any point between now and the end of the season because that will be some game if those two are up against each other. But I would actually say that if Marvin Bartley gets his Queen of the South into the playoffs, there is every chance with their momentum that they might cause a little shock and win promotion to the championship. Do you know what also happened at
0: the weekend as well? What happened, Stephen? For only the third time this season. Well, go and tell me. Peter Head actually won a match. Shit is the real football phone. With you and Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 I'll play that every time Peter Head won a match. That's <laughs> what I'm going to do from now on, okay? So uh, they won on Saturday to beat FC Edinburgh. They're still bottom of the league, though, and they're still two points behind Clyde, but they do have a game in hand. Clyde drew with Kelly Hearts on Saturday, so interesting. At the bottom of the table, In League 1 Finally in League 2 At the weekend Stirling Albion I think can win The league tonight as well They are playing Dumbarton They might need to wait Until Saturday Producer Chris If you could work that one Out for me He's getting getting a
1: thumbs up From Producer
0: Chris Yes, so they could win The league tonight Sterling Albion Have been on an Absolutely brilliant run And uh, Dumbarton On the other side of things Have been on a honking run They are currently Nine points ahead Of Dumbarton They would go 12 points in front If they won tonight With only 12 points available So technically They haven't won the league tonight They'll go 12 points clear With 12 to play for Yes So they could still Technically lose the league I mean it'd be unlikely uh, but anyway well done to Sterling Albion for winning the league probably tonight and uh, Darren Young doing a great job I mention this all the time got his five promoted got Albion Rovers promoted from yes, League 2 he's as done well so he's done a great job at Sterling Albion as well well done to Darren Young elsewhere in League 2 at the weekend Albion Rovers actually won a game as well under their new manager Sandy Clark beating Elgin City 3-0 Elgin City Absolutely sinking like a stone They are now. Bottom of the table. It was a must win for Albion Rovers. And Elgin City have reacted to that by sacking their manager. And you've got big thoughts on their manager. Haven't you, Ewan? Duh. Yeah. Who is it? The Elgin manager. You know him. You know the Elgin City
1: manager. Come on. Duh. Give me a clue. Is he Scottish? Yes. Elgin manager got sacked got at the weekend. Sacked. He
0: was one of the longest serving managers... In the league
1: He was Elgin City
0: manager Since 2017 Was he a player? Yes
1: Was he a good player?
0: Do you want me to read out The teams that he played for? Yeah
1: do that He started
0: his career At Mm Forfar, Then went to Canoel Then Meadowbank Thistle Then Brecon City Then went to Adol Denhag In Holland For two years What? Then went to St Johnston Then went to Stirling Albion Then Brecon And then of course Famously Finished his career At Altrincham His managerial career is as follows. He was at Canoel for three years, then was at Genefield Swift's for a year, and then in 2017 took over at Elgin City. And you expect me to get his name from those clues? He also is an MBE for services to the community in Aberfeldy during the COVID-19 pandemic. So he's a good guy. Good guy. 37.5% win rate. How old is he? He is 49 years old You should know that He'll be the big 5-0 next year He'll be he's invited to his party
1: 49? Yeah I, the, the club's St Johnston yeah. So what year would he have played with St Johnston? Uh, 1997
0: he made, 97? He made zero appearances for So he signed
1: jun- for St Johnston Then didn't play Yes
0: He was a striker He scored 17 goals in 44 matches For Adel Den Haag That's no bad And he's
1: Scottish Yeah Forty nine. Yeah, is well, he a pund on the telly? Not that I'm aware of. Have you ever heard of him like on podcasts or anything? Or no? Nope. Nah? We should get him on the podcast
0: next week. I'd be very interested to talk to this guy.
1: Gene, well, you well, might know what to come on now that he's
0: been sacked. Well, that'd be a perfect time. He's not doing much else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we don't know who it is.
0: A hundred percent, I'd have known.
1: Because you're, 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 you're used to talking about lower league football because that's where your club play. Oh,
0: very good. Yeah, very um,
1: you need to give me some other clues. Give me these initials. Uh, GP. Graham. No. George. No. Grant. No. G, G, Grant. A common name. George. Common, uh, Gary. A com-
0: no, a common sort of Scottish name. Scottish name. Yeah. Gary,
1: George.
0: You're now just naming people who work at the radio station. Yes. So that-
1: <laughs> um,
0: Think of other people who work at the radio station with this name, beginning with G. If somebody else that works this radio station begins with a G, worked here for a very, very long time. Grant? No, still not Grant. Still not George. Still not Gary. C- come on, come on. Works?
1: Does it work on air?
0: Yes, they're on the radio for many, many years. Been here forever. George?
1: No. George Bowie? No. The
0: other one beginning with a G. Come on, Greg? No. I, that's. I mean, I see what you've done there, but no, not Greg. Gregsy? A...
1: No. Come on, G. Gee, it works, works on Clyde One.
0: Has done for many, many, many years.
1: Callum. Oh, no, it's not G. Gallum, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is painful. Grant! No! He works on the Z during the week? No. The weekends? Yes. Weekend breakfast? Yes! Oh, Gavin! Yes! Thank you. Right. Uh, yeah. Gavin. Gavin yes. Skellen. GP. or oh, GP. Gavin Price is the correct. That's it. <laughs> get in. Gavin
0: Price. Gavin Price. Who well is done. he Who is it? The former Elgin City manager. As I was telling you, obviously. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Ah, glad we got there. Right, we'll get to v r w t f in just a wee second because I think we need a wee. We break from the football And let's do some fun stuff Before we get to that So we've been taking your shouts This week on If Scottish football Were a board game By thanks to all of you For getting in touch You and Cameron You can judge the winner Let's go to Michael Montagnani First of all He was in my year at school He was one of my mates At primary school as well So hello to Michael Goes to the Dunfermline games So If Scottish football Were a board game Liam Dictionary <laughs> Mark Kerplunk That's good That's quite good uh, And Ian Jess who
1: Ian Jess, who? Jess, who? Guess who? Oh, guess who? Yeah, exactly. Not bad.
0: Uh, Ewan Boyle says John McMastermind. That's not a board game. It, it's not. It's not. It's not, actually. It's not. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's I'll...
1: not a board game. Ewan
0: Boyle, you're disqualified. Uh, Michael Douglas, no, not that one. Uh, Operation Rooney.
1: Operation
0: Rooney. Operation Rooney. That doesn't work. Operation. Operation Rooney. Shun Rooney. Sean Rooney Sean, Sean Rooney.
1: Rooney Yes uh,
0: Hello to Mikko Ian Blackgammon And Ian Chess who, Which was a very very popular answer uh, Robin says Brian Dice uh, George Burns says Pictionary <laughs> <laughs> This is quite good though For George uh, Dungeons and Dragon M- M- Dun- M- I'll get this right Dungeons and Dragon <laughs> Not bad I quite like that uh, Stephen Hill Almost my name uh, Hungry Hippo Akin Yemi Hippo Akin Yemi d- d- Yeah that's quite good uh, Hippo weight uh, no. uh Also Stephen Hill says Ange Posta Boggle Lou Boggle
1: Boggle is it, is it have, have you ever played Boggle? I've, I've, he- I've, I've heard of I it I don't know what it is uh, Fergus Blythe says What a name I know Settlers of
0: Cat Halliday <laughs> What is that like what Settlers is that Settlers
1: of Catan right Settlers, Settlers of, of what C- Catan. Catan what's that it's like a board game It's a board game yeah 30 years or something
0: right okay Fergus Blythe showing his age there thank you Fergus uh, Graham McFarlane uh, Dado Trivial Prso No. So, no. no. <sighs> Scossie says oh Christ um, <sighs> <laughs> hacks a backgammon <laughs>
1: Again, it's a game I've never played. I don't understand backgammon.
0: Scrabble Matondo. <laughs> it's quite good. I like that. Uh, James McCards against humanity. Uh, Craig says, Nuno Capucho.
1: Uno. Uno. Oh, Uno, you know the card game.
0: N- Nuno Capucho, right, who is widely regarded as one of the biggest Rangers flops of all time. But I went to see Donferman play Rangers at Ibrox and Nuno Capucho had his only good game for Rangers. <laughs> he absolutely destroyed us, honestly. I think we got beat like 5-1 or something like that. Uh, Duncan Miller says uh, Kerplunkin-Ferguson. Uh, A Monopoly Brophy. That, these are, some of these are really bad. Johnny Max says Trivial Pursuiter. That's better. Guy Britton says Harold Brack Backgammon. Brack backgammon. Somebody explain to me how backgammon works.
1: Go and give me the rules of backgammon. Is
0: it not? You've got the red bits and the black bits
1: no that's drafts was that drafts?
0: no idea how backgammon works in mate um, Guy Britton also says Neil Scrabble-Lennon
1: Scrabble yep. I would like to play Scrabble because I like to make up some sweaty words and naughty words and see when you play with your mother-in-law it's really funny Alan Till says when you put the word in it
0: <laughs> how many points do you get for that? <laughs> <laughs> Out of interest. Um Alan Till says Etch a sketchy onya. <laughs> <laughs> I don't is, is etch a sketch isn't a board game, is it? Uh,
1: That's a toy. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah, no. I know it
0: is. Uh Monopoly McBurney. Oh god. Um Operate oh, god. <sighs> Operation. <laughs> Opera Shunsuke Nakamura nah. No No nah. uh, No Malt <laughs> That's good <laughs> yeah. That's uh, Fuzzy good. Bear says uh, James McPakes and Ladders Not bad <laughs> Robbie L says Miles Hungry Hungry Hippolyte <laughs> <laughs> And Jerry Taylor says uh, <sighs> VR's Against Humanity So there you
1: are That's I like it. the Miles Hungry Hippolyte thing That's a good one
0: Okay well done to Robbie L You've won this week And for next week I saw a story the other day That finally at airports They've started to do away With the 200 milliliter rule of liquid Before you get in a plane So this week I want your best suggestions For if Scottish football were an airport Okay
1: uh-huh. So What examples do you have?
0: Paris Reagan Charles de gold Cook <laughs> <laughs> Very good Oh god uh, uh, Liam Palma de Mallorca
1: that's bad Yeah That's so bad
0: There's another one And I, I, I'm not even going to do it It's that bad Right so uh, That is If Ye, Scottish they football They can were do better An airport You need to do better than that You can they get in can. touch In all the usual places Including on our Twitter feed Which is At Big Football Scott If you want to give us a shout there So At Big Football Scott If Scottish football Were an airport Right I suppose we better do this La
1: gente esta muy loca okay. What the fuck
0: Okay uh, big week for VAR Or lack of Depending on your opinion So let's start with the big one then Celtic versus Rangers Alfredo Morelos Talk to me Ewan
1: Referee made a mistake That's it He made a mistake And I think in reflection He will admit he made a mistake I also think as well The protocols need to change for VAR That allows a referee To have a look at A decision like that If there is a doubt Unfortunately The way that VAR works Unless it's a clear And obvious error VAR cannot get involved Because the referee Is looking right at it And has made that decision
0: Now the re- the reason I think we can all agree It was soft Correct right? It was soft But Alfred Morelos Does push him in the back Right Whether it's enough For Johnson to fall over It isn't th- That's another story and That's another debate yeah. But under the rules of VAR That is not a clear and obvious error Kevin Clancy thought it was a foul Because Alfred Morelos does shove him in the back
1: no, he he, shoves, up, shoves the wrong word He puts his hands on his back Puts his hands on his back Doesn't push and, him Doesn't and, shove him And he's
0: given a free kick
1: Johnson feels the contact And he takes advantage of it And I think it's good play from Johnson Because he finds himself out of position and he knows he's in trouble He tries to buy the free kick The referee buys it and that's why the VAR protocols need to change because with situations like that, it should give the referee another chance to have a look at it. I would also. Do you honestly say think that, if but, he went and looked at that, did he changed his
0: mind? I yes, don't think he would have. I think he changed his, his mind. I don't think he
1: would have. I think he changes his mind because I
0: think this. The, the, I personally
1: the, believe he changes his mind. Okay. I really do because it was like what somebody said on Sky Sports News. I think it was that former defender Stephen Warnock. He said. That if you're going to give fouls for that, there's going to be 25 penalties in a game. They say that all the time. But it's though. true, though, Stephen. When, so- when, it's soft, true.
0: when soft penalties are given, they
1: always say that. But it's true. Yeah, but it's I true. Know, listen, listen, it's, it's really true. So I think if Clancy got the opportunity I, to a Rangers, look at it, he gives the goal.
0: If I'm a Rangers fan, I'm obviously not happy about that. Yeah, if, I, if I'm a Celtic fan, you can go, well, he put his hands on his back.
1: But then, okay, the flip to that is I think that Clancy, deep down, will know he made a mistake there. Protocols need to change in regards to VAR. So if that is a foul, then why doesn't Var intervene and give Rangers a penalty when Alistair Johnston is pulling the shirt of Morelos back just at the start of the second half when he has a header at goal? You could now if that what I'm saying is if you're going to be consistent, if that was a foul in the other penalty box, there was a foul committed there as well. But again, not every grab of a shirt, not every Um, um, Contact as a fellow But when you set the precedent The precedent Mm -hmm. From the previous decision Be consistent And you should have pulled that one up Now, the reaction to it has been very
0: strong We've almost had a couple of days And it's not really settled down any Uh, Reports that Kevin Clancy's Shocking Address And family details have been leaked online And stuff like that as well um, Disgusting. Why would you ever want to be a referee in Scottish football if you make a decision like that? And I think in good faith. Yeah, totally,
1: hundred oh, percent. You made a mistake. As I said, he made a mistake. We all make mistakes, and that's the reaction to it. How many mistakes have I made on this podcast in thirty-six episodes? We all make mistakes in life, and there are sometimes you want to go back and change things. Someone our this podcast is a mistake in itself. I, I, exactly. <laughs> now, I have worked with many former referees over the years at Sportsmen's Dinners. Probably like you as well, Stephen. Yep. And yes, there's a lot of hassle that comes with being a referee in Scottish football, but none of them regret it. They absolutely love it. They love the buzz of it, but see when it gets to that sort of level, what's ha- what Kevin Clancy's family are going through right now, that's just the dregs of society. That's the worst of the worst. And again, that's not the majority of the Rangers support. That's a small minority online being d- and just horrible b- That's it. Also... You'll need to do some beeps
0: there. (laughs) Also, uh, Rangers have written to the Scottish FA uh, for an explanation of the goal being ruled out. They've got a reply. um, And the SFA have obviously stuck by their man, stuck by their referee, um, and said that there wasn't a mistake made. So...
1: Again, you have to stand by the referee, a bit like what's going to happen down is is,
0: Is it helpful for teams to be writing... To the FA after decision, contentious decision. Hearts
1: have done it in the past. Celtic have done it. Rangers have done it. I think
0: Dundee United have done it. As Dundee
1: well. United done it. It happens down south as well. They want explanations for this. I think the new boy is coming down south in England. He came out instantly after what happened between Spurs and Brighton, Brighton yeah. and apologise for getting it wrong. Now, now that's what it, you want. Be- you want clarity like that, and I'd like to. I'd like to think the next season our referees will be a bit more open or the SFA will release a statement or explain decisions on the Monday morning, a bit like what the English FA are doing right now. The
0: MLS are also doing something quite interesting at the they moment. Are. And uh, the head of their refereeing sort of body is coming out and explaining contentious decisions. And showing
1: video evidence behind it as well.
0: Now, obviously, the thing with that is if... I've I've not seen evidence of the MLS coming out and saying, Yeah, actually, we made a mistake there. Sorry about that."
1: I've yet to see that.
0: Yeah, because they've,
1: they've explained why their goal was given or why the goal wasn't offside and all that. But I love what the boys doing down south. What's his name again? The Howard big, Webb. Howard Webb, transparent, open, communicating comes on Sky Sports News comes on Sky Sports for their Super Sunday programmes to explain what they're doing they're going to try and explain the reasons behind certain decisions and I thought the quickness that they well, reacted to the Brighton penalty that they should have got and apologised for it and phoned the clubs and put a statement out I thought was top notch and I think I'd like to see that in Scotland do you think that would help here yes or? 100% see if, see, if, see if a Howard Web type person was in Scotland and they come and went yeah, Clancy got that wrong. We apologise. We're only human. We make mistakes. And yeah.
0: you, you think Rangers just go, "Aye, cheers." Aye, sorry about that. We'll just move on. No,
1: but no, I, you, you still. No, be just, a, you, sorry. You,
0: uh, let me clarify. The Rangers fans. I'm not saying Rangers. No, so
1: far, you you'd obviously even as fans, if I, if that was if that was uh, situation, wouldn't that
0: just play into the ah, "I told you so"? They're against us. No, 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 it doesn't. It
1: doesn't. It shows transparency. And if I was a Hearts fan, I'd still be annoyed that the decision went against me but I'd also be, right, oh, fair play to them. At least they know okay. they made a mistake and hopefully they learn from it.
0: Okay, dokie. Okay. Right, let's move on then. Hearts versus St Mirren on Saturday. Uh, Robert Snodgrass, the second yellow. Move on. Uh,
1: second yellow, red card off.
0: Sports scene pundits thinking you got the ball? Nah. VR can't intervene on second yellow cards. Was it a yellow?
1: I didn't think he got the ball But he also lunged in as well When the boy was getting away from him So I thought it was a yellow
0: Okay, okay. Aberdeen versus Komarnik So uh, Dorset bundled over by skate In the box Just before a shot What do you think? Nah <laughs> Nah? Not for nah, you? Nah. Uh, Johnny Hayes Claims to have been pulled down By Danny Armstrong in the box Both checked by VAR By the way Not
1: given Not given Again right decision
0: uh, Robertson Robinson, I should say, stabs the ball home in stoppage time, but it's offside, confirmed by VAR.
1: Definitely offside. Okay,
0: and finally, Motherwell Livingston. uh, Johnson's goal for Motherwell, initially ruled out for offside. VR confirmed that Spittle was onside before the pass to Johnson, so the goal was confirmed. Yeah. Good. All good. And Van Veen offside for the hat trick, confirmed by VAR.
1: 100%, yeah. Unfortunate for him, but yes, it was offside.
0: So, good or bad week for VAR, given the. A
1: good week. I think it's been a good week. Again, like last week, I thought it was a good week. And going forward, I hope that we learn from mistakes that I've made. But um, all, all in all, I think VAR have had a decent week.
0: Okay, we've got a few fixtures uh, over the weekend. And Friday, we've got Ross County versus Aberdeen. That's looking like a big one. Both teams on decent form. Aberdeen obviously winning five games on the spin. They haven't been... Setting the head of the like at no, Aberdeen. You no. know, we were talking about on Saturday with our correspondent Ali Beg, who watches all the Aberdeen games for us. You know, Aberdeen haven't been fantastic, but they've been getting results, haven't they?
1: They've got momentum. And they now know how to win a football match. And that gives you a good chance of reaching your goal. And their goal is to finish third and get into Europe.
0: On Saturday, we have... The Edinburgh Derby, Hibs versus Hearts. Huge. Steven, Steven Naismith in charge of Hearts for the first time. It's a half past 12 kickoff. It's not live on the telly, though, is it? I think it's going to be on um, Hibs TV.
1: On Hibs TV, Hearts TV as well. Yeah, pay per view, yeah. Yeah, yeah pay per view. I think it's what, 12 quid pound. Hibs
0: obviously on a
1: similarly shocking run that Hearts are on. So something has to give. I was looking at the coupon for that game. Do you know that Hearts are two to one to win that game at Easter Road? And they've got a better team There's, we, I mean you can't argue that Hearts have got a better team they just sacked Their good manager though It might just galvanise the team At 2-1 I thought that was That's a huge price there. That
0: was too obvious uh, Rangers versus St Mirren Back to winning ways For Rangers yeah. or St Mirren Nah
1: Rangers will win that
0: Okay Livingston versus St Johnson On Saturday Both teams Big game You know St Johnson Could be dragged back into it
1: If St Johnson wins.
0: St Johnston would they'd lo- go
1: four points Behind Livingston I think that if St. Johnson were to get a point from that right now, they'd be happy with it.
0: Motherwell versus Dundee United, looking like another big game for Dundee United.
1: Massive. And do you know what? That win against Hibs... Motherwell playing well, though. Yeah, that win against Hibs in the last minute, I think they'll get something out of the game than that. I think it will galvanise them and rejuvenate them.
0: Komarnik versus Celtic, Sunday lunchtime. What are you thinking? Cricket score. Okay, and uh, the final games before the split We may as well look ahead to that as well Because then we can kind of work out who's going to go where uh, Hearts versus Ross County again An when, early kick-off it's, it's
1: a home win, Hearts will win that
0: Celtic versus Motherwell
1: Celtic Dundee United versus Livingston Huge, Dundee United will win that at home St Mirren versus Kilmarnock St Mirren will win that and cement their place in the top six St Johnson versus Hibbs. Draw
0: And then Aberdeen Rangers to finish things off. Your on. top
1: six will be Hibbs. And St Mirren Hearts Aberdeen Celtic Rangers
0: Okay so you don't think that, I don't think
1: Livingston get in there
0: you Don't think Livingston Despite the fact No You know they've got Nah But if they beat St Johnson on Saturday They won't they, no They would go
1: above Hibs No they won't If Hibs get beat But Livingston won't beat St Johnston And
0: that means Hibbs needs to go to St Johnston And win on the final day And hope that Livingston don't win against Dundee United
1: Which Livingston won't beat Dundee United Okay, right, that's fine then. So that's my top six What's your top six?
0: My top six is Celtic Rangers Aberdeen Hearts St Mirren And I don't think Hibbs are going to win on Saturday And I don't Will they beat St Johnston? I think Livingston are going to beat St Johnston Saturday and get in the top six, and that'll be enough
1: for them. So it'll be Livingston instead of Hibs in the top six? Yes. So we disagree on that as well? Yes.
0: Even though I think Hibs are... You know, I thought they played all right yesterday.
1: They did, against Dundee United. I thought they were very good.
0: So there we are, you and Cameron. We've made it to yet another... I enjoyed that of the so day. Sure. Yeah, it was
1: good. It'll be interesting to see what Hearts do over the next couple of days in preparation for the Hibs game, how the players will be up for that game at Easter Road. I hope they will. I think they will. I expect us to get results. We can't afford to lose any more ground to Aberdeen. And they will be interested to see what Hearts do in the summer because Stephen Naismith will not be the manager next season. He's interim. And then he'll move downstairs, whoever comes in. Is that your
0: sources telling you that again? I
1: know that so for a fact.
0: All oh, right. Okay, well, we'll move on then. You and Cameron and these sources. Right, this has been the Big Scotch Football Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Stephen Will, He's you and Cameron. Huge thank you to you for listening as well as ever. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you use so you don't miss a podcast. And rate us five stars as well. Obviously, Ewan
1: if we started off as a fish and then a monkey how does it end
0: who knows keep an eye on socials for a Scottish football or an airport get your tweets in for that and we'll be back next week at the usual time with another brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast next Monday by the way bye for now cheery bye